0: The Giants hosting the Cowboys. Giants 2-0, trying to be one of the last three remaining undefeated teams uh, to close out Week 3. Cowboys with a backup QB in Cooper Rush. Yes, they beat the Bengals. No, I still don't think Cooper Rush is any good. The Giants still slightly favored to win this game, point-and-a-half favorites. You know, this is one of those weird games because... I still can't figure out how I want to play it because do I think these teams could score? Yes, because as bad as last night played out and man, that I had the game, right? I had it right. And I still screwed it up because I said, (laughs) Russ and that Broncos offense is completely busted, which they are. They are completely broken. They are not scoring points. They won eleven to ten, and they got two points because Jimmy G ran out of the freaking end zone. Like, I, I you can't game script that. You can't game script a complete brain fart that Jimmy G had. So, you know, I I, I say this with the context of I can't game script people doing dumb stuff. <laughs> There's only so many things you can account for of. Guys just doing stuff that realistically shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be, uh, it, like happening in actual NFL games. Like, it, there, there's just no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, not making excuses. It's just, it is what it is. I thought the Nines were going to be able to put up more points. Jimmy G just, you know, it's, and the people were like, oh, well, Jimmy G didn't have preseason reps to go with. Jimmy G's been running that offense for three-plus years now. He really shouldn't need reps to run that offense. It's just, it's a similar offense that he ran in New England. It, it's not as though it's a drastically... Like, he had to learn a whole new playbook. It's the same freaking playbook he's had. He's been the starter. Like, it, it, what are we talking about here? He, he needs more g- game reps. What, what, what are we talking about? It's a run-first offense. He play actions. He has reads. He has hot reads. He didn't hit any of them. <sighs> okay, deep breaths. We're just, we're just not doing it. All right, let's just get back to the Giants and Cowboys here because you know uh, it, 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 it's like <laughs> okay. Let let's just focus and lock in again because. Uh, Just thinking about how bad that Sunday Night Football game was last night, it's just, it was a rough watch. That's literally going to be one of the top five worst games of the year, and it's not even close. It's not even close how bad that game's going to end up, like, that, it might end up being the worst game of the year. I'm going to, like, just be conservative and say it's going to be top five. It's probably number one. It's probably going to end up being number one, just because of Jimmy G running out of the back of the end zone. Like, it, like those are one of those seminal moments. Like Dan Orlovsky of the 2008 0 and 16 Lions. For those of you who don't uh, recall, like there were teams who went winless. Uh, the oh, the 2008 Lions were literally one of the worst teams. I've ever seen. And yes, there were worse teams that did actually win games, but the, the, 0 and 16 Lions are, are kind of special in that regard. We also had the Browns, uh, not to a couple of years ago, uh, go winless, but, uh, even that Lions team was worse than the Browns, which, which is actually just even more astounding considering how bad of a job Hugh Jackson did with the Browns, even though he was now saying that he was being paid to lose games. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. Back to the Giants and Cowboys. You know, I see this game still being pretty low scoring in general. So, you know, at the end of the day, what I want to just kind of be clear about here in terms of roster construction and everything else that I'm doing here, I I'm not sure like cuz realistically the line is calling for this game to be hit the 40s and i just don't see i don't see this game getting into uh, uh cuz it's it's calling for uh the, uh the line being at 40 41 and a half i just don't see it like that that's the part that's bothering me with this game uh it, because it started in the 40s, it went down to 38 and a half. And then it started bouncing back up to into the 40s. And I want to say that at some point, because I got to trust Vegas knows what they're doing, that because of the turnover potential. From Daniel Jones, that that's why this line is where it is, because it's just, I'm struggling to see where we're gonna get a ton of points. Like unless somebody blows a coverage, I think this is probably gonna hit the under, and we're gonna be somewhere around like a twenty three to. Well, actually, no, doing the math, twenty three. Yeah, 24, 23, 24, 16, yeah, that probably, yeah, that probably hits it. Like, even as I'm talking through my head as to, like, the potential scores, yeah, that's, that's a realistic score why, where it could hit, but I, I still, yeah, 24, 16, yeah, it hits it hits the 40 point mark, now that I'm thinking about it, but I don't know. It's just one of those games where it's like, I feel like you get you need to be playing the kickers because. I feel as though the Giants and Cowboys are going to stall out drives and then it's just going to come down to Graham Gano and Brett Maher, the Cowboys kicker, kicking field goals and who gets a touchdown. And so from that standpoint, who are the people most likely to score touchdowns in this game? And it's going to be the running backs. You know, do I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a monster game running the football? No, but when the Giants get in the red zone, Do I really trust Brian Dable to give uh, uh, Daniel Jones the green light to throw in the red zone after some of the throws he had against Tennessee? Like, that's part of the reason why Daniel Jones kind of had more handcuffs placed on him last week against Carolina because they didn't trust him throwing in the red zone. So I kind of think that maybe we get, like, short dump-off passes to Saquon and then have Saquon try to run it into the end zone. Or just hand off to Saquon and hope that he can break it to the outside and get into the end zone uh, when they're in the red zone. So that's where I'm kind of looking at this. Is like I don't see it. Maybe they bootleg with Daniel Jones, but I don't know. It, it's a weird thing with Daniel Jones because it's like I don't trust him enough to be competent to run those plays because that's how he got his concussion in the first place. If you recall, uh, last year when he got the bejesus knocked out of him. He was trying to do a naked bootleg scramble and just got just ridden straight uh, square into the ground and got knocked out. I, I want to say, was that the Rams? Wait, who do we, Oh God, what game was that last year where he got the concussion? Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. Needless to say, it's hard to trust Daniel Jones, but I just don't see enough points being scored in this game that I think you have to consider the the QBs in this matchup. So it, it's, it's weird where I could see Daniel Jones still not scoring 17 fantasy points and still being on the winning lineup because of the fact that I don't see that many people scoring. I don't see a ton going on where... <laughs> From my perspective, at least, I Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley should be the running back plays, and I get—I totally get the fact that—and I've been saying it for years now—that Zeke is the second best running back on his team, which is the truth. But the other part of it is the Cowboys value Zeke in the pass protection game more than they respect uh, Hollard's ability to run. So because Zeke keeps pass blocking. They're just going to keep them in sets because they're going to want to keep the offense running and not swap out uh, Pollard and Zeke from time to time. So I think Zeke gets there, and because he's going to get the red zone carries inside the five, you're going to get a Zeke touchdown at some point in this game. That's just the way it lines out that he's he will fall into the end zone. And even though, and this is the weird part, Zeke actually has a rushing prop over 60 yards in this game he hasn't rushed for 50 yards yet in a game this year so it's not like i'm saying zeke is a good play i'm just saying zeke is the most likely play in an ugly game in general this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next up, we got Saquon. And I talked about this. Saquon, I expect to be high, the highest-owned player. Projection-wise, it makes sense why he'd be the highest-owned player. People will play him in the captain. I'm probably gonna play him in the captain. But I'm only gonna play him in the captain in about one or two lineups as just where I think the best try to build out the best Saquon Barkley lineup I can build and just have that as my Saquon lineup where I just put in like in the majority of uh higher dollar contests and build my best Saquon lineup then try to play a bunch of lineups with Saquon and the captain. And normally that's not a great way to build, but because this is going to be so low scoring, I think I can figure out a way. And unless this game gets super weird, which is entirely possible. So this could backfire spectacularly. I still think that there's a solid way I can get there where, you know, pricing wise Saquon is 17,700 on DraftKings. In the captain spot, he's he's twelve k in the flex, uh, or just under twelve k in the flex. Um, I mean he's just the most expensive guy. It, it's just really hard to fit in Saquon. But the way I look at it, if you play Saquon, you're playing Zeke. And what I would like to do is just fade the quarterbacks because. Daniel Jones is just going to do short dump off passes and Cooper Rush sucks. (laughs) Like he, he, he does suck. Uh, uh, you know, no matter what people want to say that like Cooper Rush gets it done. He's, he's an alternative to Dak. Like he is not Dak. So at the end of the day, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of one of those things where I like the kickers. You can play Richie James because he has a decent rapport with uh, Daniel Jones, and he's 5,400. But to me, the thing that gets me, uh, you know, I think different enough on this slate is the fact that this game's going to be low scoring, but people are going to jam the defenses after what we saw last night with the Denver-San Francisco game. And I'm not saying not to play defenses. Like, there very well could easily be a defensive touchdown by the Cowboys, uh, uh, stripping the ball from Daniel Jones and running it into the end zone. It, like the Cowboys could easily shift this slate into Captain's spot. It wouldn't shock me because Daniel Jones fumbles a ton when he gets hit. It, it just it is what it is. If he gets beat clean, there's a real chance he fumbles. And the Giants' offensive line, while they've played well, it's not as though it's a lock that they're going to be able to pass protect well against the Cowboys' pass rush. They haven't dealt with a a decent pass rush yet this year. So this could be a miserable Monday night football game in prime time. If the Cowboys pass rush is getting there consistently and Jones is just essentially running for his life. I got to at least believe that the giants can do a passable enough job so that Dane Jones doesn't fumble the ball. Like that's, that's the best thing I, I can say for the Giants' sake. So from my end, you know, You can play Saquon and the captain. I have no problems with that. I will say, though, that the difference is I think people are going to play Pollard because Zeke has been so bad. So bad running ball. But the thing is, I think Zeke is playing so many snaps that even with Pollard having a decent running game, you're probably only going to get somewhere around 40 yards rushing from Pollard, like 40 to 49, maybe like maybe hits 55 yards rushing. They're like just throwing out a number there, but it's like, uh, t- Tony Pollard's like props, uh, just in terms of rushing yards is under 40. So at best case scenario, you need for Tony Pollard to get an outside run where he just runs it in from the 15-yard line into the end zone for the Cowboys so that he gets the touchdown advantage over Zeke. Because I think Zeke is going to get all the goal line work over Pollard. So it just, I don't know. It's just, to me, the thought process has to be, you know, do you play Saquon in the captain? And to me, if you play Saquon in the captain, that means you're punting on Daniel Jones uh, in your lineup. Because you know, people are gonna at least using optimizers, the Giants are popping up in onslaught builds where the Giants are five to one versus Cowboys, and I think this game is close. So in that regard, I don't see how an onslaught build gets there. Either way, I think this game ends up being close. Unless somehow the Cowboys pass rush just destroys Daniel Jones, they get multiple fumbles. They score a defensive touchdown. The Giants are down three scores before half, and then they're just chucking the ball, and Daniel Jones is just causing more turnovers in the second half. That's how the Cowboys onslaught build works. And in that case, you would still want to play the Cowboys defense because more than likely they're going to score a defensive touchdown tonight. I just don't necessarily see. an onslaught blowout win for the Cowboys. I, I just don't, as I said, I think Cooper Rush sucks. So it's hard for me to get there. So to that end, you know, I think this is where it kind of comes down to pick your kicker. If you want to go Mar or, Gano. and then you should be able to save enough money by playing uh, with uh, playing the kicker captain. You can play uh Saquon Zeke, and I would probably play C.D. Lamb just because he's going to be the most targeted wide receiver in the game. And chances are, you know, he's going to be the, the highest scoring wide receiver in the game. And we go from there. You know, I, I maybe, maybe that's just not the way to go, but I don't see a ton of points being scored in this game. And because of that, it's just, it's harder for me to like find another way of building. I, I think it's just pick uh, like a, you can play, you can play the defenses in this game. You can play Saquon. You can play the kickers. I I think you can still play builds where it's CD and maybe Dak. i I'm, oh god, I said Dak. You can play CD and the captain and still play cooper rush but the problem is i don't see any either one of these quarterbacks throwing for over 200 yards so to me it's just this is one of those games where i think the other teams like pass receivers end up outscoring the quarterbacks where the quarterbacks don't factor into the winner the only the only thing i can say is that maybe daniel jones because he can scramble And Daniel Jones does have, like, he he runs like he has two left feet, but he does have a decent enough speed where Daniel Jones could make uh, a difference with uh, enough rushing yards to be uh, relevant in terms of fantasy scoring tonight. And again, when I say relevant, I mean, like, 13, 14 points. I just don't see enough points being scored here uh, unless the defenses get a defensive touchdown, which is why I like the kickers because I think these drives stall out. So you get a couple of field goals and you're pretty much, you know, that, that kind of decides, uh, decides the, the matchup. So I, I think the kickers make a ton of sense from a DFS perspective. You can play uh, the Cowboys defense The Giants defense, I'm a little bit more skittish about because I don't know if Kayvon Thibodeau Thibodeau is healthy enough to play. Yes, they say he's dressed to start, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's healthy to play a full uh, go-through in an NFL game, you know. And there's also questions about Dexter Lawrence. He looks to be out in this game. Uh, You know... I'm just kind of questioning the Giants' pass rush. I know the Cowboys' pass rush is going to be there to force sacks, but if the Giants' pass rush doesn't get there, like, where's Cooper Rush? Like, he may suck, but it's like, the Giants don't really have playmaking secondary members to force turnovers. They don't really have a great pass rush if Thibodeau's not on the field with Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, I, I it's like, yeah, I can play the Giants' defense, but I'm... I'm not as sold on them as I, as I am with the Cowboys. Cause I know they just bring the heat pretty much all the time and they're overly aggressive. So anyway, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. It's just, uh, you know, I know this was kind of meandering, but you know, the captain choices, you can go with multiple options. You can go with a Saquon, you can go with Zeke. You can, you Know, even if you want to get different, you can play Pollard. Um, I even though I wouldn't, uh, necessarily, uh, unless it was a very low scoring game and not that many receptions. But I think CD Lamb outscores Pollard and Zeke, so you run, uh, uh you can run uh, CD Lamb in a captain. It's just, uh, you know. It's interesting. It's an interesting slate because I think folks are just gonna jam in Saquon, and I think there are different ways of being a little bit, a little bit more unique in terms of your roster construction. I'm not saying Saquon's a bad play. It's just it's low scoring, but I don't think you're going to get a ton of scoring from the defenses outside of Cowboys defense. So that's what makes it different from last night. Last night. You, you had pass rush from both defenses getting there. I don't think that's necessarily the case tonight, but I don't think the Giants get blown out either. I think there's a very close game that the Giants could win to go to 3 and 0 or you know, the Cowboys win a close uh, close game on the road. I just I don't see a ton of points being scored here, so I'd be more inclined to take the under depending on where that over under line is sitting at. It's like if it's under uh 40, like, uh, 40, 41 points, yeah, definitely taking the under, if it's closer to that 38 point mark, uh, I, I guess I, I'd have to just pass on it entirely, because I do think they could probably hit 39, 40 points, but, you know, I'm not betting the over either, so, uh, yeah, interesting slate in general, uh, should be a, much better game than last night because last night is about as bad as it gets. But, uh, yeah, uh, that'll do it for me. I'm going to get out and out of here and, uh, best of luck to everyone. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the fantasy throwdown podcast. Be sure to like, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google podcasts, and all other major outlets.